What's up all you motorcycle enthusiasts and welcome to the V-Twin Life here on YouTube. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, what fuels our passion, why you enjoy it so much. V-Twin Life is brought to you by these two great companies, Crash Ink Clothing and Wild Ass Seats. Hey, you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding, whether you're a 400 mile guy or maybe a guy that's pushing a thousand plus or female rider for that matter, hey, check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass. Can't forget Crashing Clothing, that Northwest brand out of the Pacific Northwest. Hey, these guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats, raincoats, you name it. Hey, they can get you covered. Check out CrashingClothing.com. Now, let's dive into another milepost of the V-Twin life. Hey, what's up everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another milepost here in the V-Twin Live today. We are hitting milepost 80. We've, we've gone down the highway a little bit, and we better come on and hang out with an Mr. Mike Will Bike. So, hey, thanks for uh, taking time and coming out and hanging out, Mike. Yeah, no worries, man. My pleasure. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's kind of start where we do with a lot of guys. So where did uh, where did motor motorcycles come into life with you? Uh, way back in the day uh, with my old man. And my uncle and a bunch of my family that had them. And uh, just growing up as kids, we had go-karts, dirt bikes, friends with dirt bikes, mini bikes, anything with a motor, and we were interested. But um, the motorcycle kind of culture entered pretty early on. Nice. So to kind of start with you, like with dirt bikes and whatnot, and then uh... – then you yep. were hooked in it was in the system yeah it was it was in my system and then obviously there was a break because uh you know life takes control oh. and uh you know just recently i kind of got back into full swing with it uh, a couple of years ago with finally getting a bike again and, and just kind of starting over and uh, it's been great i missed it <laughs> what was the first bike that you got when you started on the road uh, i had an indian scout bobber back in the day um and then i i did some time on a honda goldwing oh, sorry not a honda goldwing honda nighthawk um way back uh, i don't even remember what year that was it was probably like a 90 95 96 no nighthawks weren't bad bikes no no and had friend, good... he, he had the uh honda nighthawk s Yep. Way back when. That was late 80s. Yeah. They had a good look to them, too. I mean, they were pretty dependable. And, uh, you know, never bad moment on that thing. It was like a 750. Yeah, the old inline fours. They were they were a nice ride. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, had the scout bobber for a little while. And then I was like, oh, man, this thing's too small. 6'2". <laughs> uh, you know, whatever, 225, 230. So finally got back into the Harleys and I was in the right spot to, to get one. And thankfully, very lucky, got this 21 Road Glide uh, last year. You liking it? Love it. Shark Nation, man. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So did you get go with the 114? You got the 107. It's a 114. It's a special. Yeah. Um, yep. So. No complaints, man. Super comfortable. Just short rides, long rides. It's awesome. You don't really feel the weight. A lot of people are scared of the weight. But, um, 
you know, it's down low on the bike, so the center of gravity is real low. I love it. I think a lot of people kind of get turned off and, I don't know if turned off or afraid of going to the baggers because of weight, but once you get them going, even, I mean, my, I, mine's an old one with the 04, but they're still, you can throw them around, they're nimble, and, man, you can kick back. I mean, you can hit some twisties, and they handle well for a big bike. Absolutely. Um, you know, the bobber was lighter. It was like five and a half, maybe, something like that, but the tires were a lot wider, or the front tire was a lot wider, that bobber style. Mm-hmm. And I swear this bike is easier to turn than that one was. Nice. So what's your favorite area that you like riding up around you? So uh, around me, I'm, I'm south of Boston. So it's kind of, I kind of have the ocean on one side of me. I'm on the right side ocean. You're on the left, right? <laughs> yeah. Not the Seattle. upper left. Yeah, Seattle not, Seattle. No, not Seattle. No, no, no. <laughs> just making sure. Yeah, um, I'm I'm west of that, but that that's just the joke that will never die now. Oh my god, right? So uh we got we got some coastal riding, but nothing like, you know, the west coast or the mid-Atlantic coast. It's very populated up here where I am. Um, so there's a lot of private property. But we do have our secret spots where we ride back roads and stuff like that, and then um Anything like highway miles would be you got to kind of pick and choose your times and your times of year and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, some of these guys got the old Boston accent going. I just, I'm, the comments are killing me. Someone please translate what the hell Mike is saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Boston, uh, I mean, you ever get well, up and do much of the Catskills? No, I, I haven't been up there at all. Okay. Down there, I guess. Um, I would like to get up to uh, the White Mountains next next year, next season. So New Hampshire, um, the Green Mountains in Vermont are, are awesome. I've been to all these areas, but I, I got to get the bike to them. Even the Adirondacks, those are those are beautiful too. So I've heard about those. They're they're you know I got the list of places, but actually I've never heard of the Green Mountains. That's the first time I've heard of those ones. Yeah, Green Mountains up in Vermont. Um, Vermont kind of almost into New York, like upstate New York. So you're saying mountains. What? What's the elevation on those? Uh, the big ones top out like 4,500 or so. Oh, okay. Feet, yeah. So, uh, you know, Mount Washington and New Hampshire's uh, over 5,000, and then you got Katahdin in Maine, which is pretty high up. That's I think that's over 5,000, too. But those are the two big ones for the northeast. Yeah, like we got, what, Rainier? I think Mount Rainier, that's 15,000. Baker's yep. around 16,000 feet. Yeah. Yeah, these are gorgeous. Mean, here, like, the when you come through, like, uh, the passes through the Cascades, I mean, I think our lowest pass is around 4,000. The highest is almost six. For the password to drive across them, but you know you have different options. It's just funny when you you know topography wise, you know mountains when you go east to west is big difference. Yeah, huge difference. So, I mean, ours have decent vertical um, because the you know the the base and the valleys of ours are 
are down a lot lower than yours, but it's all comparative. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You guys still have a higher plateau over there. And it's all beautiful country. I and mean, when you get out and you, I mean, it's, you get up in the, you know, some of those elevations and just, especially this time of year in fall, I know like over here, we got all the, you know, the leaves are change and falling and just the colors are freaking gorgeous. It's a fun time to get out and explore. Yeah, it definitely is. Before they all hit the ground, and then you got to kind of take a break until they, uh, until they blow away a little bit. But hoping to hoping to keep the riding season going over here until you know they start standing and salting all that. Yeah, we don't do they don't do a lot of salting over here, but we get they'll put down de icer, and that stuff is corrosive and nasty. So when they start laying de icer, it's like, all right, we're gonna yeah. chill for a little bit. Yeah, they do have a spray over here too. It's it's pretty corrosive. Yeah, it's a nasty crap. So, what all have you done to your bike? Much of anything? You're kind of keeping it stock for a while. Yeah, so I've done a bunch of upgrades. Um, nothing crazy, nothing in the engine yet. Um, my last video, I actually did a bike check for uh, one of the Jersey guys there, SJ Bagger. Um, Eric, he's a good dude. So he asked me. If to do one a while ago and i'm like six months late but better late than never <laughs> yeah i'll tell you know you get there but, you, get you know there. some of the highlights are just uh you know the thrashing foot controls mm -hmm. shifting brake pedal um, i'm running the hammerhead handlebars from la choppers but i'm going to be swapping those over this winter to the uh thrashing nine and a half pullbacks with a mid-bend bar and some and their uh, top tree. So I got the full delete for the ignition switch going on and uh, gauge relocation and all that stuff. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> so you're going to move the gauge cluster up on top of the trees by the bars or? Yeah, I'm going to have it up top, but like set, set back a little bit. So I'll be able mm -hmm. to see them. I'll have the, basically the headset or the clamp of the bar the gauges and then i'll be able to see my my screen right behind that no problem oh, okay so hopefully it'll work out good their their gauge relocation kit is pretty adjustable so you can kind of you know walk it to where you need it nice yeah so you get out and do much touring riding or you know what, what's kind of your style that you enjoy to do when you get out yeah right now it's just day day trip stuff um I got a pretty young family, so I can't stray too far. I work, you know, I have a, a full-time career and a, a young family, both under five years old. So, oh yeah, I get um, it. I, I got to pick and choose my times, but you know, there's going to be more of that coming to the channel as we as we go on here. Nice. It's yeah. fun. It's something I mean I enjoy, but it's like you know, my, for us, my wife and we had kids. You know, our family very young, and it's like. Now the youngest is 19. It's become a different type of life in a way. It's very weird. Yeah. No kids and getting out doing stuff. And it's fun. Yeah, we, yeah it's an adjustment. Yeah, we were kind of opposite uh, Denver. We had kids kind of late and did a lot of traveling young. So uh, we're at the other end of the spectrum. But it's all good, man. It's fun. We had a great day today in the yard. Beautiful day out here sunny and you know in the 60s which is great yeah we've had the pouring rain in the 50s uh, yeah. we had that last uh 
the end of last week, from last Sunday till basically this past Thursday. Socked in fog. But it could yeah, be snowing. Been. Could be snowing, so we're good. Yeah. Yeah, we've been we haven't had rain in months and months and all of a sudden it's now showed up and it's like all that's in the forecast. Yep. For sure. It's depressing. Yeah. I mean, how much rain would you say you get a year on average? Um, I think normally on average we get two feet around that. Wow. If not, maybe a little more. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot. But, I mean, this year's been so dry. I mean, we had a, a wet spring, and then summer came, and it's just been severely dry and ain't got nothing. And now... It's like came with a vengeance. I mean, it got so bad, like all the, I mean, over here in the fall, it's really popular. You go out, you know, you fish the rivers and whatnot, but the states closed down the rivers because there ain't hardly much water in them for the fish. Yeah, that's brutal. Which sucks. I mean, I had a fishing trip. Me and my son were supposed to go today that booked like back in February and couldn't go. Oh, that's rough. But man. yeah, it'll be another time. That's rough. We do more uh, like saltwater fishing over here. I used to, but I, I haven't done it in years and years. I fished the rivers, and, you know, it was a lot of fun. I enjoy it more. And I mean, granted, I'm a quarter mile from the ocean, but. Right, yeah. <laughs> just easier to go pull up on a bank somewhere and throw a line. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up surf casting, so, you know, we weren't going way offshore. We were hitting back rivers, you know, inlets, almost, uh, some of it brackish water, so you could, you know, you could still catch saltwater fish up in there. I've seen some people doing that out on the coast, and fuck, it's crazy how far some of those guys can cast out there. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Well, the Pacific is, uh, you know, deep, dark, and scary too. So it's a, it's a different animal than some of the Atlantic over here, where it's like, it's more protected, and you know. We do have our fair share of big white fish now, but not as many as you, I bet. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, they're out there, but yeah, pass. Yep. So what made you want to dive into the uh, YouTube scene? Uh, I just, uh, you know, I, I had been on YouTube for a long time, following some of the bigger channels for a long time. And, uh, again, just that, that need to be tied in with the, the motorcycles and stuff like that. I mean, it's since I'm doing less traveling now, um, you know, it was another way for me to express my journey and, and put it out there and, and meet all you guys. I mean, that's, you know, been the biggest benefit of this whole thing. Um, it's still very much a hobby for me right now, but just meeting the community and, and hanging out with you guys on live streams and, you know, sticker swaps and mail and all that other stuff. I mean, it's brought a whole new dimension to it. It's not just like a, you know, a bike night thing or, you know, heading on, on a long trip here or there and maybe meeting a couple guys that look like they want to chit chat or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's uh it's a great community so that was the biggest reason i started it is it's an awesome community it's like for 
you know me like back in june i mean i've been friends with uh sensor pendants for god two years online and you know we never met in person and then you know went off to over to south dakota and met up with him in montana ended up spending three four days with him then that's when i you know met springer mike and uh his brother nick they lived over in uh gillette wyoming so we met up with them and they came over to south dakota and we hung out for a weekend and man it was it was an awesome time you get to meet some of these guys and you just see you know the the way they interact and in the, in the support how they are is it's how they are in person too and it's right. it's awesome to you know get to spend time actually meet these people face to face and expand that network and you know meet all these other people within this community that we all are a part of that is just it's an awesome yeah and i've learned a lot i mean that's that's a big part of it is you know i'm not i'm still a newbie man i'm still a rookie so uh i've learned a lot not only about youtube but just about other people um you know and how they carry themselves and how they they show up you know so that's that's yeah. been great it is it's a lot of fun to you know do the travels and and the thing is like you know you the more you meet these people or even, you know, our interaction we'll have online, I mean, you can build that network of people. And as you travel all over, you know, there's generally somebody within a, you know, an hour or two or where you're at. And, you know, yeah. whether, you know, you're needing help or you just want to meet up, hey, you know, maybe see if they can, you know, go grab a brewski or something because you're traveling through the area. And, right. you know, you always got those people in your pocket. Yeah, there's a few around that, you know, I probably would have never run into obviously if it weren't for youtube so um, a couple of the guys are on here and you know i think the uh just the camaraderie of it all you know what i mean if you're you know you can't make every event or every meetup um but like you said if you happen to be in the area and, and something's going on it's a great way to just go hey yeah i'll swing by Jeez. I don't know if you can hear the background through my mic. That's the rain pounding off the roof. It yeah, it's not too with... bad. It's it's uh it's calming. It's like my daughter's <laughs> sound it's like my daughter's sound machine upstairs right now. <laughs> yeah, it's getting with it. So what kind of plans more you got for your bike? Besides now you're talking about the bars, but you got, you know, any any other things you're, you know, trying to put together any ideas for, for next year, whether it comes to riding or little adventures you'd like to try to get? Yeah, so on the bike front, um, the handlebar setup, riser setup, that'll be a big project this winter. Um, I'm going to be looking into uh, probably a tuner at some point. I have half of a Chromeworks system on the bike right now. I just have the slip-ons, mm -hmm. four and a half. Um, HP slip-ons so in order to put the header part of that system on that I'd, I'd need to have um, some sort of tuner so I'm looking into that and at the same time possibly a cam but that's not priority one that's still very much in the planning stages so within the next year or two and then uh, as far as trips go um, you know, just want to spread out a little bit. Hopefully next season, get up get up north, um, get to Laconia. That's going to be a big one. That's um, going to be huge next year. Yeah, I know a lot of guys going to that, So, and a lot of guys that aren't from this area. 
that are going to be coming up for it. So that would be a great opportunity to, you know, start shaking hands and, you know, buy a guy beer or something like that. Um, that's the big one that I'm planning on. Um, if everything lines up, which it's looking decent right now. And then the other one's up in, um, what is it, Americade up in New York State. That's another uh, good ride for me. I'd love to make it to that. And it's a similar area. It's got mountains around it. It's you know, beautiful riding spot. So th those are the couple I have I'm looking at right now. May go south at, at some point also, but I'm still working on that. We'll see. TBD. <laughs> so for you, for Laconia, how far is that of a ride for you to get up there? That's only a couple hours. Is it? Okay. Yeah. A couple hours once I'm on the interstate, get up there. Or we could, you know, mix it up and do some back roads on the way up there, which wouldn't be the worst thing. No. And, you know, turn it into a, you know, a riding day in and of itself. I think that's some of the, the funnest way to travel. You know, if, if a guy, I mean, and there are times you got to hit the, you know, get on the super slab, but man, if you can go somewhere and just take the back roads and then, you know, the old two lanes and go through, you know, small America, it's always a fun adventure. Yeah. And I mean, there's more to see. It's, you know, it's not flying by at 70, 80 miles an hour. You can actually take in sights. Um, yeah. Find places and whatnot that you never knew were there. Exactly. And you can stop, you know, you can make stops a little bit better planned and stuff like that. So we'll see. we got time to plan the route and, you know, see who's going and, and who wants to meet up and so forth. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so that'd be a good time, especially all the vendors. And I can only imagine how many people be there because that that'll be the 100th anniversary because Laconia yeah. is older than Sturgis. Yeah, yep. And I've been up there. I just haven't been up there on my bike. So we used to go up there all the time in the summer with my folks. We'd be on the Kangamangas and all those other places up in New Hampshire. North Conway, uh, the New Hampshire Speedway, going to see races and stuff like that. So it'd be pretty nice. Nice. So, so you got Dallas wants to know about your Simpson helmet. He says, ask Mock about a Simpson helmet. Well, Dallas. <laughs> What's the story? Uh, there's, not a, there's not a big story. It's just on my table here. Um, you know, I'm trying to spruce the place up a little bit. I got the right. stick, sticker boards going on. And, you know, I, I think back to my first live I went on with uh, Droop and Dallas. And, you know, my, my laptop, my iPad was falling over off the table. <laughs> you know, it was very, very thrown together. So anyway, just I've had this for a year and a half or so. It's a Simpson Mod Bandit. So it's got the, it's got the uh, chin that lifts up, which is super handy. The shields are easy to change out. So I got a clear one for at night and the uh, mirror during the, the days in the sunlight. And then uh, I'm running the chin mount on the front there, and I have uh, just like your standard GoPro-type connection to my DJI magnetic connection on the front. So it's probably hard to see. but 
So are you running a microphone for yours inside your helmet or not? Um, yeah, actually on the inside here I have a Rode. It's not in there right now. It's on the charger, but I have a little setup for my Rode Wireless Go to mic. And uh, I'm up in the air whether I'm going to keep that or switch over to a DJI mic. I'm still working on the, uh, the plan for that. Yeah, that's but, what I'm trying to figure out is a microphone setup for mine. I haven't figured it out which way I want to go. Yeah, there's so many options. That's what kind of makes it tricky. You know, people have different yeah. experiences with it. So it's good to take in as much as you can and then figure out what will work for you. Yeah. I used to have I used to have the gaming mic in there running with a wire down my uh, transmitter in my pocket. So it had a wire on it, and then I'd take my helmet off, and it would rip the wire out of my pocket, and, you know, be dropping stuff on the ground. So trying to go as simple as possible is the best. Yeah, very true. See, that's why I went with the mount and actually clips into my helmet so I can take it on and off. But I've seen guys, like, you know, use the uh, the Purple Panda. So you can put your GoPro, your mic, everything just stays with the clip. So you go somewhere you want to take it off, everything yeah. comes off as one unit. And yeah, it looks like, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea, but I don't know. I'm still working on figuring out which way I'm going to go. Yeah, that sounds pretty handy. Um, I've never used, like, media mods or anything. I don't have any GoPros, so, but I hear people have kind of mixed reviews with them. And uh, I don't have a Cena or any of the, or a Cardo or any of those, so that's another option also that I'm kind of looking at. Yeah, I run the Lexan, and I'm highly impressed with it, especially they're, you know, a third of the price of a Cardo or a Senna, and the performance and their features are freaking awesome. I'm really impressed. Yeah, I'll definitely look into them. Yeah, you can now get, actually, Brad Columbus runs Crash Inc. He actually now sells Lexan through Crash Inc. You order them there and get a good deal. But, yeah, you shop cool. around and figure out what, what works for you. Yeah, definitely. I'll take a look at them. I'm always uh, I'm always open minded about you know audio stuff. It's one of the biggest challenges I think that guys run into. You always hear about it. That's why. You know? so. Yeah, it is handy. Like, well, my trip when my son and I are riding over to South Dakota, you know, you listen to music, your helmet, whatever. Then you you know hit the button, open up the intercom, and chat for a while. And you know, if you're coming to an area, you know, let's say, hey, you know, let's hit the right lane, grab the left. We're gonna take a turn up here, or whatnot. It's Really nice being able to communicate with your riders and having good range and whatnot is is pretty nice too. Actually, well, admit there's times where like feeling up, he'd run inside. You know, I say, hey, you want a Gatorade or something? You know, sure. You know, grab me something to drink. And he's inside and open up. I'm out at the gas pumps. He's inside the store, and he'll hey, what flavor do you want? We can still talk. And yeah. He's quite the ways away, and it is handy. It's nice. Yeah, they got some good range. Um, all of those that I've looked at, they have decent range. And it's just like you said, it's a safety thing. Like, oh, man, you know, maybe maybe someone would miss the hand signal or something like that. And you can put something out over the over the comms and say, hey, you know, there's a tire tread up here or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Mike, I got the old Voodoo Ranger, and then we got the, uh, the old Jimmy Beam and Squirt. Ooh, there you go. Military biker, what's up, man? I got a local IPA here. 
called Due North that I just finished. And uh, this one is from Trillium Brewery, which Corey just said he was at. And this is a, this is like a dessert drink. So it's a coconut stout with cold brew coffee. I say That's it looks good. dark as shit. Yeah, this one's nine percent, and this one's seven and a half, or something like that. Yeah, that, that's be, a meal in a glass right there. Should be good. <laughs> <laughs> I had I'm, a late lunch. I had a late lunch and no dinner, so here we go. Yeah, I, I don't do the super dark beers. Yeah, we like them up here. Oh, sweet! Thanks, Dallas. Got to get my my new beer glass from Dallas. Oh, sweet. Heck yeah. So what was, I mean, did you have anything else before the Scout Bobber that you rode on the road? Or did that was kind of the hiatus from the Nighthawk to the Bobber? Yeah, that was the, uh, you know, through high school and college and you know, part of my adult life. That was the, the break, man. It was quite a while. It was quite a while. And other stuff going on, you know, paying for other stuff. Buying my first house, all this other stuff going on. Adulting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> How long did you ride the Indian? Uh, I had that for a year, year and a half. Yep. And that thing, I mean, it was a rocket ship comparable to, uh, you know, probably the, the Sportster-ish uh, type bike. It just was not big enough for me, and the suspension was brutal on my back, so had to go. But it was good to ease back into it with that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, especially if you're going to be riding, there's something to be said about being comfortable, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I'm not comfortable, it's not it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So you got a backrest on your road glide, or you just go or without one? I was just gonna say I don't have any of those, uh, you know, wild ass seat cushions or anything yet. But I'm still rocking the stock seat. Um, right now it's not bad, but I know when I get into some longer rides, I'm gonna need something with more support and something a little bit narrower. Uh, so it's another thing I'll be looking at, kind of over this winter and spring figure out what i want see that's the other thing i think i would mean i mean i have the stock the harley touring seat you know then of course the wild ass on it but i also had the backrest and especially for riding longer distance that backrest is fuck it's huge yeah they look super comfortable and uh is yours removable or adjustable yeah yeah Yeah. that's the way to go i think is have it so you you can you can move with it if you need to readjust or something's not lining up right, you'd hate to do a thousand miles with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, well, when I did my the Monsters Over Mountains ride and we did that 1,500 plus miles in 35-ish hours, I'd taken it out, but it had a small cooler on the back seat, so the cooler doubled as my backrest because I had, you know, put some frozen bottles of water in there, Gatorade snacks and whatnot just to, you know, keep fluids in you because it was hot when we did that ride. And so the cooler wouldn't fit onto the back seat with the backrest so it's like well shoot we'll just pop the backrest out and the you know cooler will double as my backrest also it came in handy yeah 
You need one of those uh, wet vests like uh, Laidlaw has, where you soak the vest in a bucket. Yeah. Well, we had a ride like that last summer. I left Eastern Washington over at my son's baseball game, and it was 115 when we left Yakima. Oof. I mean, it was just it was brutally fucking hot. Yeah, that's rough, man. That's when I ran to, I think it was Dick's Sporting Goods, and I bought a two-and-a-half-liter, two-liter camel pack, filled it full of ice, and then just filled it full of water. But I think within two hours, I had that gone. Yeah. Pulled over because the wife was behind me in the car, refilled it again. Yeah, you get in that, in that heat. I mean, people don't realize, you know, when you're pulling over for gas or whatnot, you got to hydrate yourself. You got to fill your own body, too, even though you might not feel that you need it. You're riding in them hot heat, man. You got to keep yourself hydrated because it don't take much to go the other way. Right. Yeah, we're lucky it doesn't get quite that hot here. We had, you know, a couple high 90s, maybe low 100s, but it doesn't it doesn't really last. And I'm sorry if I'm missing any comments here. Yeah, Frogzilla, what's happening, guys? And awesome, man. Thank you for everybody tuning in and coming and hanging out with these lives and the side chat. It's... It's a lot of fun, and, you know, a lot of you guys also help come up with some great questions, that, you know, stuff that people forget about, and, you know, I try to keep up with everything and whatnot, and it's a lot of fun doing these. For sure. So, uh, yeah, military man. military biker, your sticker's actually in the uh, inside uh, cover, my bag cover, saddlebag cover, so I can throw another one up on the board uh, if you want to send me another one, definitely, and then... Uh, I think Springer Mike asked me about Sturgis. That would be uh, my. That would be the long game. Probably not in the near future, but I would love to get out there. Yeah, for sure. Sturgis is cool. It's a beautiful area. I mean, it's like I got. I haven't been there during the rally, but even going pre-rally, I think is the best time to go. Especially. If you want to explore the area and not have a million people around you, even when we went at the end of June, it was still somewhat crowded. But God, it's a it's a gorgeous area to go check out and explore around. There's so much there. Yeah. And our family, we're gonna to try to figure out time to go back and spend probably a week over there just to see all the stuff that we wanted to see that you know we didn't have time to in the short couple of days we were there. For sure. I mean, I'm not a super. Uh... I'm not a super fan of crowds, like the big, you know, the whole crowd. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm sure we all did our fair share of partying coming up through, you know, high school, college, stuff like that. And, hey, thanks, know, Corey. Don't get me wrong. I like the, uh, I like checking out the vendors and the scene and stuff like that. But um, I probably have, you know, kind of limited time when it was, you know, craziness. I'd be more like you where the riding would kind of take more precedent if I had that opportunity, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I totally get it. You know, when you got a family, it's a whole different, it's a different ball game when you got to do stuff, but you have the responsibilities of what you got to do and time will come. For sure. <laughs> now you're going to have to come get that jerky there, Mike. I don't know <laughs> if I could send that in the mail, buddy. I got stickers for you. Actually, I'm running out of room inside my tour pack. My tour pack lid is damn near 100% covered. They're all 
get to the point now I'm overlapping all of them. I have to go yep. to the inside of the saddlebag lids next. <laughs> Jack HDAV travel, yeah. I, I haven't been to Texas before. I've flown over it a few times. But, uh, you know, it's on my list. It's on my list, bud. Yeah, mine too. I'd love to get down to Texas, Colorado, Utah area, but I'd love at some point to get out west too. <clears throat> yeah. Or out west, excuse me, out east. Love to go through Tennessee, the Adirondacks, do the what is it, the uh, Blue Ridge Parkway, and you know come up through the the coast and just see all the sights over there. I've heard you know having a lot of guys from the East Coast. I've heard a lot of cool places that you know upper Northeast that I'd just love to go check out. Plus, I'd love to spend some time down the South, touring around yeah. and seeing down there because I've always been a fan of history and whatnot. And I'd love to go to the South and be able to spend some time down there and check stuff out. <laughs> Yeah, I've done the uh, BRP um, on, like, a family vacation type deal, the Blue Ridge Parkway. And uh, it's just, man, it's beautiful. It's, uh, it's different than the mountains we have up here. Things are a little more accessible, and it's a little less, like, gnarly, where you can just take in the views more than worry about what's around the next corner. Mm-hmm. But... To do it on a bike, you know, that's on my list. Hey, Eric from Kraken's Garage. Good to see you, man. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate you. Have you been through the uh, the Smokies at all? No, I have not been through the Smokies yet. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yet. Another one on the list. Yeah, there's so much stuff. I mean, it's like the the bucket list of places. I mean, I've and that's been the fun part of doing this. He's meeting all these, you know, meeting everybody through, you know, doing all these, doing the V twin life and whatnot. And you can build just an awesome portfolio of places that you can't wait to go visit and you hear about. And the list is getting long, and I'd love to yeah. start checking those off someday. Yep. Again, that's the beauty of the community. Absolutely. So, They'll, you know, they'll give you all the info you need. They'll give you tips. They'll give you, you know, what to stay away from, what to go check out, what's a tourist trap, you know, or if you needed help while you were down there. I'm sure, like, you know, 99.9% of these guys would, would like come by, or I'll come and I'll come by and help you out, or whatever. So, I absolutely true. So, what made you want to go with Road Glide? So <clears throat> I was between up here in the Northeast, the, uh, the street glide is more like the cop bike type deal. Um, some of them or most of them were electric glides, but they got the same look to them. Yeah. So I didn't really want to go with that. I knew it would be, you know, somewhat the same comfort. So I was kind of between a road King early on and a road glide and, uh, you know, price was part of it. But in the end, excuse me, in the end, I wanted the, you know, full fairing, the ability to put, you know, a touring windshield on something like a clockworks or, you know, something in the nine inch range that'll just make, you know, it's a little less wear and tear on you when you're putting down miles. And, um, you know, I don't get me wrong. The road Kings look awesome. 
Yeah. I, I just ended up with this one. I was in the right place, right time, right color. It's Midnight Crimson, which uh, I don't see very often. So I was like, oh, man, I got to have it. They are nice. It's like you said, the Road Kings are, I mean, they're a beautiful bike. It all just comes down to what, you know, what fits a person and what, you know, what, what are they looking for to get out of it? Right. You know, you want the windshield, you want the fairing, or what do you want? So, I mean, basically, yeah, I just, from the gas tank back of the same bike, it's, you know, what do you want on the front? Right, right. And, I, you know, I, I test rode them, and you don't really feel a difference. For me, I didn't feel a difference in the weight, you know, in the bars or turning or anything like that. Especially once you're moving, I you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel this... Uh, big difference in weight so i was like oh, i'm gonna just you know, i'm gonna give this a shot and see how it goes but um plenty of inseam to you know do what i gotta do stopping and, and taking off so it's just super comfortable how long did it take you to get used to the headlight when it doesn't turn to the handlebars <laughs> not too long um i got the pro beams on uh in the corners and then i got the zero fang bezel lights so that helps throw a little extra like ambient light up close mm -hmm. on the sides um you know it's it's definitely different yeah it was a little bit different i mean it, it's slow speed you notice yeah. it more but yeah. it's like now i've been fortunate enough i got the pro beam adaptive in in mine so you know, you're hitting the corners and whatnot, you start leaning it over, then the lights come on, they'll reflect down to the side of the road, and then they come off when you come back up vertical. And, you know, the right. custom dynamics lighting has made a huge difference. You had the fog yeah. lights, you know, the even with the taillights and rear, and then having the module where you can adjust the brightness, you know, your brake light patterns you want. And, right. yeah, they're impressive. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into, I mean, I got the stock Harley headlight right now. And now it's okay, but I'll probably look into something down the road. And yeah, my original one on my headlight was, God, it was garbage. It was horrible. Yeah. What I mean, year is your bike like again? 2004. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they were, oh, they sucked badly. I mean, even my high beam, I, with the new pro beams from Custom Dynamics, I mean, my low beams are... I mean, no joke. They're probably five, six times as brighter than what the original high beam was. Yeah, it's made a huge difference. Yeah, I'll have to look into them. That's pretty cool that it, the dynamic part of it. Yeah, they don't have them for the new ones though. Not yet. You can only get them for the thirteen and back right now. Oof. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll come out with them some point, but I know they don't have them yet because Bry the biker was really wanting some. And they don't have them for them yet. Yeah. Well, everybody seems to be doing the, uh, you know, Baja off-road lights up there. <laughs> hey, the, the more lighting, I mean, I I looked at some of those, was considering, but then I, you know, they sent me the fog lights also. And it make a big difference. But, I mean, especially at nighttime, the more you can light up the road or the sides of the road, yeah, the, the safer you're going to be. You know, sometimes some lights, they, they might not be cheap, but in some ways I think, you know, a lot of people, you get new bikes, but you don't want to do the handlebars or do pipes. You want to do this. Right. But then I think there's a flip side of, you know, what's your safety worth? You know, upgrading your lights, whether it's your taillights or headlights, 
making yourself more visible, but also making yourself be able to see better is I think also a huge part. And I think it overlooked a lot. And I mean, I was, you know, kind of the same way until all of a sudden I was able to link up with custom dynamics. And once you change the stuff, it's like, man, I should have done this a long time ago. I mean, not probably the whole patch of what I got, but I mean, you start, you know, do whether you're doing a headlight or you just want to do the taillights first, or maybe do your front blinkers and do it slowly. But the more you can make yourself seen, I think is a huge aspect that in a way I think kind of gets overlooked by so many people. And, you know, some people yeah. might complain about prices and stuff, but you know, you put a price, what's your life worth? Is your life worth 300 bucks? Is it worth 400 bucks? Is it worth $700 for the lights or, you know, whatever they might cost you. It's, you know, just something else to think about. Yeah, it's a good point. I, <clears throat> I definitely threw some different lighting on the back. So I have the zero uh, latitude brake light, you know, turn signal, running light combo. And then I'm running the zero uh, bag blades on either side, right under the lip of the bag. Yeah. And it's, you know, it adds, it adds quite a bit at night. During the day, you know, it definitely helps. You can see them really well compared to the stock you know, crossbar deal that they have. Um, and, of course, everything on this bike from Harley except for the headlight was incandescent stuff. Yeah. So I got rid of that. And, uh, you know, it's improved tenfold. I could probably do a little bit more. Um, but, you know, right now I'm pretty happy with it. It's got a lot more lighting than it had from the get-go. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you, you do it as, as you can. Right. Well, Tiffany, if you guys are riding the West Coast and get up in the Northwest, if you have any questions, I mean, if you, you know, feel free to shoot me a message or something. If you guys have any questions about the area, if I can help you out and point you in some direction, I'm more than happy to. For sure. Yeah, I can't wait till springtime. I'm already over the fall and winter. <laughs> and it hasn't even started. I'm already over it. I know. I know. It comes quick, man. I mean, it's, we had, like I said, we had some 90, 95, 100 degree days here. And then all of a sudden the bottom fell out. And uh, I think it was 30, 31 degrees at my house this morning with a frost. Yeah, I left for work. I think it was Wednesday morning. I mean, because for me, I mean, I'm leaving at three in the morning. It was like 34, 35. I was like, holy shit, where'd this come from? Yeah. That and the wind. If it's windy, it's got a bite, man. Yeah, that's very true. And then you throw the rain in with it. It's like, this sucks. Yeah. Speaking of the wind, I, you know, another place on my list is uh, Mount Washington. Do the ride up the auto road. Yeah, I've seen some cool videos of that one. Yeah, guys have done it. You know what I mean? It would be more for, obviously, I'll, I'll get content and uh, try to show you guys, you know, how I do it and, you know, any shenanigans that happen. Hopefully, you know, it's kind of hit or miss up there. It can be sunny and 60, and then it can be 30 and sleeting. So. Cause see, now, my, is Mount Washington up in Maine? That's New Hampshire. New Hampshire, okay. Yeah, it's right. It's towards the main border. All right. For some reason, I think it was up in Maine. 
Yeah, I mean, Maine has pl- a couple big hills. They got Mount Katahdin. They have uh, Sugar Bush. They got a, a couple ski slopes, Sunday River. Um, but Mount Washington's one that I've hiked a couple times. So just, ah, Corey, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Corey should know. He's just, he's a local kid. <laughs> ah, that's good shit. So that's one I want to get to and just get the perspective on a bike. You know what I mean? Because I've, I've climbed it. I've driven it in a, in a car, in a truck. And I'd love to do it on a bike. Yeah, it's a total different experience. I mean, I've, you know, you do some of these roads where you do them in your car, and, you know, your vehicle's like, man, this would just be so much fun. You know, you, you hit those roads, you just know it would just be an absolute carving time and just a heyday. <laughs> yeah, it would be a good time. And if I can get a drone by then, it would be even better. But we'll see. No promises. <laughs> they are pretty sweet, but, man, they, they're still pricey. Yeah. Let's see. Not sponsored. Hashtag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is very true. Yep. Well, shoot, man. You got anything else you want to cover or whatnot? Anything you want to let people know what you got coming or any of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I got um, I got that the thrashing install coming. I got a video coming out in the next couple weeks, which is a It'd be a little bit longer format for me, which was uh, a ride down the Cape, over the Cape Cod Canal, over the two different bridges down there, the Sagamore Bridge and the the Bourne Bridge. And, um, you know, just working on mods, really, at this point. Might have some other ride videos, hopefully, if the weather holds up. uh, Just try to keep the content rolling out for you guys the best I can. <laughs> yeah, you only do what you can do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you get what you can, you put it out there and say, hey, check it out. Yep. But otherwise, I'll be on, you know, be on as many lives as I can be on in the side chats and, you know, staying in touch with everybody. Might have a couple secret sodas being mailed down to uh, Baggers and Brews and see if they want to do a review on them. That might oh, there have, you go. Yeah, that might have a little bit of side footage on it. So we'll see. Yeah, you know, mail them down some motorcycle parts. <laughs> yeah. Well, they hate installs, right? Or I should say Bert hates installs, so. Well, it's like my daughter had and her, uh, her now fiancé got me a beer of the month subscription. And so, I, you know, you get a 12-pack of beer. Well, I got some out of Texas. And, you know, one of the past guests like, dude, this stuff's great. And I, you know, put it on the old social media page. He's like, dude, that brewery's like 15 minutes from my house. Yeah. I said, well, hey, you know, this stuff's awesome. And all of a sudden, I, I get a text from him. He's like, did you know it's illegal to ship beer? I'm like, I think it's more, you know, it's frowned upon. He's like, I just told him it was motorcycle parts. And dude emailed me, you know, right. 24 cans of beer. He went and bought a brand-new little cooler at Walmart, put it all inside the cooler, Yep. And shipped me a case of the beer from Texas. It was fucking good shit. Yep. So that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be delivered via you know horseback. We'll say that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. The old iron horse. Exactly. Exactly. 
Well, shoot, man. Thanks for, uh, you know, taking time out. I know you kind of had a last minute hurry up to get on with the family stuff going on, but, you know, thanks for uh, coming and hanging out. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Denver. Anytime, and this has been cool. Uh, hopefully I can keep up with the side chat a little bit better as I get used to doing these. And I, yeah, I yeah, Mike. I, I appreciate you, man. Oh, uh, hey, I do too, man. You know, thanks for not calling you earlier and in the week. Say, hey, you want to come hang out? No, it was, you know, that's what it's all about. It's a lot of fun. Hell yeah, there, Springer. You got my address. But no, yeah, this has been great. It's a lot of fun to meet, you know, meet other people, whatnot. So you're always in the lives a lot, you know, hanging out in the side chat. And it's fun to get to, you know, face-to-face in a way, talk, you know, dive into people's backgrounds, how they got into this great community, and, and hang out and toss back a tolly or two. Exactly. Cheers, buddy. So, yeah, next week's next Sunday for mile post 81. We've got a Northwest guy. We've got Mr. Ride Faster Pussy coming on. He's uh, got his clothing brand, and now he's actually starting to make hard parts for bikes, crash bars, some other stuff, expanding his his brand. So that's going to be a good time. See, after that one, we are going to be having uh, Mr. Dustin Thacker, the Five Dirty Bikers, coming. Got Military Biker coming this month. And yeah, I think I'm full for the uh, for the month of November, which is pretty freaking cool. Awesome, man! I'll be I'll be tuning in every minute. Yeah, well, right on. Thanks, man. Hey, everybody, thank you for uh, coming and hanging out for another Sunday night with us. It's a lot of fun, and some enjoy doing. So, uh, in the meantime, ride safe, have fun, you guys. Enjoy the open road, and we'll catch you next Sunday at Milepost eighty one. Later. Yeah.